Herr Dr. Vermark here. Welcome, lords and ladies. Tonight's epic podcast is The Clone Egregorus. Deep in the heart of generative evil technology, in the lair of psionics, power master Herr Dr. Verloc, two of the world's leading superpowers brew disruption in the new normal and the body social. Pop, out comes another Kazamanian on the conveyor belt of this glorious villain factory, and in the control rooms deep under the surface of formalities, we impose our will upon the earth controllers, shouting in frivolous prayers, Keep the magic high! Now I can just hear my old mentor asking, Herr Dr. Verloc, can't we get these clones to say, Blood and souls for Uncle Chucky? <laughs> But of course we can. Now then, here's what we have in store for our fiendish friends of Verloc Psionics this evening. Tonight we're talking clones and drones. Psionic robots taking over the world. Why? What do you mean, why? Did your mama drop you on your head, you half-wit? Because life wouldn't be worth living by somebody else's rules. No matter what musketeers rant and rave about, being nice on Twitter or Facebook. Yes, let's save nice for when your hench staff pull off the next heist of Grandma's cookie jar. Indeed, taking the world by a psionic might is in the cards. And you'd better play your hand while you still can. Yes, because in the unfolding events, to be the greatest of billionaires, uh, to be the greatest of billionaires seizing platforms, building their flimsy virtual never, Neverland graveyards. Yes, and... Um, projects for even Stevens, you will be given points for compliance, submission, and basically having no mind whatsoever, at least outside of the scope of your controller's plans for you. And well, maybe to save some trees in some recluse part of the planet, but be assured that they'll let your homes burn down in the next epic breakout. Yeah, the next outbreak of fire season. You know, a season which seems to be year-round these days. And you call this a coincidence? I think not. Listen, you've been had. You've been had by these clowns long enough. Speaking of clowns and clown car companies, it's time to make sure you clone your powers all over their platforms and explore new platforms as well. Clone your mighty psionic image into a new digital visage which cannot be erased by these technocrats.
I know I can hear you protest. But Herr Doctor, they cancelled my Facebook. But Herr Doctor, they've banned me from Twitter. Oh, Herr Doctor, PayPal is charging me a be nice fee. What do I do about these technocrats, Herr Doctor Genius, sir? Well, first of all, stop calling me sir. I haven't been knighted or anything like that. And I do indeed possess the honorary title of Doctor of Technical Authoring, Doctor of Meditation, and another in Doctor of Psychotronics. Thank you very much. That being said, the first thing that you must learn, my Padawan, drumroll please, is to stop thinking like a Jedi. Listen. Tyrants in the world are of the sort of fleshy minds that are easiest to influence. Gasp. <gasps> really, Air Doctor? Yes, really, Mr. Munson. Indeed they are. Now stop panting and pawing at your phone. Fix your hat and your shirt. Sit back in your chair. Straighten your tie. And listen with some renewed dignity. Repeat after me. Long live Air Doctor Verloc. Keep the magic high. Good. Now then, as for technocrat leaders, well, they're easy to influence to do all the things you want them to do. You only need to practice, and it helps a lot. To have the experience of someone whom has done this long before you. That's why I always say, take the Sanix Academy video course. Did you listen? Then you'll be up to speed, you know. And you get to be the super villain or the superhero or champion of Mr. Donut or whatever. Just remember, train up and then go have some fun with all the knowledge and power you've gained from my video courses. Let's take a peek at an article by The Verge. It already sounds dramatic, doesn't it? Well, it is. Brace yourself, for this shall give you a shock. <laughs> this tattered note that I uh, took down was from an article about... Uh, Twitter D, Twitter dumb. No, all right, I'll stop that. I'll stop that. It was an article on the verge of being not read by Eric Doctor simply because of the use of language being beneath my higher standards. But I suppose the mainstream these days isn't worth two nickels or a dime. Anyway, about Musk's new Twitter normal. And I quote, also, everyone crying about free speech conveniently ignores that the biggest threat to free speech in America is the fucking government, which seems completely bored of the First Amendment. They're out. Um, and quote, wait, stop. Uh, you know, you know what? And did I say end quote, by the way? I'm just going to make it stop and end our reading right there. I can't believe these people get paid to write this pretentious nonsense. Can't the, uh, can't the management filter out the use of the F word?
the F word for this, they seem to insert a WTF or other swear words or lazy hive mind slang zombie mush at every turn. So we'll ignore them. Won't we, Mr. Munson? Yes, good. Good, very good. Obviously, these writers understand the problem of free speech or free peaches for all their whimpering, but their whining establishes their argument only in part. Truth be told. And number one. Musk will make the public space similar to how you might experience shouting in a town hall or in a crowded shopping mall. Shame on you. But people in other parts of the world may not need to uh, see what you're writing in their own timeline, right? Like, I'm pretty sure in Saudi Arabia, they, they don't want you yelling in their mosque about um, freedom for um, hermaphrodites or something like that, right? There's a time and a place for everything. I think that's what Musk is trying to say. So... It will be possibly less intrusive, which I find fair enough. Yeah, fair enough change for my own taste. I mean, I really don't care what some folks are yapping about or how many gifts some kid got for his ninth birthday or who is sleeping with what, mm, what or who uh, tonight, right? And so on and so on with the muggles' concerns in the new normal. They should just build a dome structure for them. Secondly, and perhaps this is the most important part, a psionicist doesn't do the whole whining and sniffling thing. It just doesn't become you. Like Conan said, men are fools, so let them be. What we do care about is giving the technocrats a run for their money, because it's fun. That's why, God. You want to take advantage of SNS, and even at times have a good old belly laugh. Yeah, a good old belly shake at whatever is said on MSM. <laughs> if they drop a load on some foreign land, hey, I'm going to yawn and then play a round of idle necromancer. Or if I get real nostalgic, I'll go back and play Dome. You got to get over the world's woe. There are many atrocities in the world, and this is nothing new. No. They've been torturing humans since the age of the Sumerians. Some of these things make even me very furious. Yes, your doctor has a heart. Of course I do. But you must learn not to be so impulsive or moved by every bellyache and whine of the masses. And boy, can they whine. Power is reserved for those whom have the brains to cultivate and preserve it. Not some fool running around with unicorn slippers and a rainbow diaper strapped to his head screeching about global socialism unifying people who don't want to work for a living. Not that I'm saying you should work or that you have to. That's entirely up to you. 
this is really about labels. I'll explain towards the closing of our podcast this evening, so do be patient. But enough of this merriment. Let's talk about the damn psionic clone wars. As you may be aware, there are a number of muggle fools who think that they're top-notch authors. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's a novelist today. How did that happen? And everybody's an artist. Just because they can get some robot to write or illustrate their next blog or podcast or whatever plastic contraptions their dipstick AI whips up for them out of a slew of confiscated Disney characters, they unright they unrighteously stole. Yes, yes, and they're always the humanist, aren't they? For the greater good, the we're all equal droning meat bots and glittery bipeds who end up being caught red-handed telling lies or shysting somebody's identity or gluing a good-looking person's face onto a porn star's body. Face it, porn stars are inherently ugly. Yes, these fools are making the use of generative tech and generative AI, all right, but for trifles, trivial pursuits, and, well, it's time we had some fun of our own, using the powers of the psionic soul keeper documents for which I have authored the psionic robot book, my masterpiece, and psionic splicing. I never thought I'd write a second masterpiece, but Gosh golly, I did. We're going to individually populate the Digiverse <laughs> with our hellish countenances and a variety of ghostly visages. Then through these vessels of supervillain strength and psionic might, let us begin to more powerfully albeit remotely, influence the muggles to do whatever we want them to do. Sort of like when I got all those women to go topless in New York and march through the streets. Oh yes, men were horrified. <laughs> Exploiting their stupidity can be so much fun. Sounds like fun. It is. It really is. So read Soul Keeper, Psionic Robot, and take the Academy to get all the controls you need for psionics. You can build it right inside your home office for pennies on the dollar. You know, I, I put that video out on my blog, verlock.com slash blog, and it's about club member Alex who builds his own psionic headband at home with a belt, leather belt and some few few items and it's like pennies on the dollar to build for yourself something that will give you so much power because when you build it yourself there's just something about magic that works so much better than buying from someone else hey you know about this i i said i would would talk about the labels thing here so i will and in closing this podcast tonight i'll mention it 
Just to be serious for a moment, let's put role-playing aside about this whole left versus right, right versus left political frizz. Let me just say that I've worked in many companies and for a long stretch, and I've also run a few small businesses in my lifetime. What I can tell you clearly is that regardless of which side of the fence someone is on, you're always bound to find some people who just are not open-minded. In fact, more likely than not, that's who you're going to run into. They have their own agenda, and they recite the narratives that are meant to indoctrinate and control you, or to push you into a corner or squeeze you out of the company. And on a, a happier note, per, Perhaps a nostalgic note. Back in the heyday, uh, looking back in retrospect, when I worked for the engineering company, sister company of Megat, there was a perchance chat that I had with a Persian man in the basement office. And while he was an engineer, he was also so very open-minded and a very brilliant man, by the way. It was my great pleasure speaking with him, I must say. We were talking about the possibilities um, residing on the other side of the mysterious. We were chatting about uh, the possible existence of black holes. And back then, it, uh, when we were talking at this point in time that I'm referencing, black holes were not, like, um, you know, guaranteed to exist. It was still a, fun, you know, potential thing. And when the, we were talking about when would these be uh, absolutely provable in science, Kind of funny, isn't it? That today, black holes are incredibly commonly discovered uh, with our current technology. I mean, compared to uh, 20 years ago, right? Anyway, this gentleman, this engineer, a co-worker, spoke of UFOs and aliens. Not that he'd actually seen any aliens. He was just saying that he believed it's possible to have life out there in the uh, universe, similar or dissimilar to our own. But he told me that being creative and open-minded, well, it was one of the best parts of uh, being someone who creates products or solves problems in engineering, that we could never talk about it. Um, because most of the engineers were incredibly conservative. I found that interesting because in my experience at so many different companies and schools and countries and states where I've lived, I see the same problem with both the Democrats and the Republicans, the liberals and the conservatives. In the end, these are merely labels. Yeah, there are labels designed to limit certain information which defines who we are. No, it's actually labels um, are a common realization in the traditional study of magic. That being, intelligence is information, or the amount of information that is in a thing. A thing is considered to be more intelligent the more information it has. So it kind of makes us wonder, well, what does smart mean? <laughs> and labels 
limit the amount of knowledge about a thing or an object, albeit labels limit people and their individuals just as easily. Thank you for joining me tonight, and uh, I hope you'll train up to be the best that you can be in psionics. We have so many great people at Prolock.club, and if you're just looking into psionics, Prolock.com slash shop, uh, read Keep the Magic High, take the Psionics Academy, and get started. So, in closing this podcast tonight, I want to remind you all to keep the magic high. This is Air Doctor of Rulon. Sorry, y'all.